Hello, everybody. Welcome in to your first edition of what is a second season now, Brad, of our game day coverage, which is obviously a crossover collaboration between All Eyes on Cleveland and the OBR Film Breakdown. Brad Ward is here with me. I'm Jake Burns. It's game day. Uh, I'm not as excited as some other opening season games, largely because of the talk around the quarterback and all that stuff that we've been talking about for years, Brad. It's been going on too long. I'm really, I hate to be this way, but I'm very much in get this week over with mode because I'm just tired of talking about the same old things. But maybe that difference in excitement is tantamount to a win. We'll see because they haven't won any of these since 2004. Maybe that means that a win is going to happen. What do you know? I, I hope so. I hope so, brother. You know, I'm I'm excited. I, I'll have to admit, I'm excited. I'm just excited for a game. You know, I'm excited, and, and I want. I think it's a winnable game for the Browns, and I want badly for them to win. Yeah, I'm just ready to watch some football. You know, I'm ready to see what this team looks like. Uh, all all ones out there for when it counts. I'm ready for it. You know, ready for it as well. We will. Uh, yeah, let's just dive in. We'll. we'll, we'll typically do these guys try to keep them to around 10 minutes or so. And we're going to talk to you about everything that's important, the weather, the coverage, where you can watch these games, who's on the call, uh, what broadcast companies carrying it. And then our keys for the game as well. And then we'll sprinkle in some gambling stuff too. Cause that's what we like to do. We'll start with weather. This game is a one o'clock kick. So East coast time. It's not a difference. The Browns don't really make many trips outside of the Eastern time zone this year. I believe the Houston game is their, farthest trip into a different time zone. I, I could be wrong on that. Someone could fact check me, but I'm pretty sure they have a very favorable schedule for Eastern time no. zone games this year. Yeah. You, am I right on that, Brad? That is true. And to even go even further with it, as far as the AFC North goes, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I believe do not leave the Eastern time zone this entire season. That is quite a benefit. So That's the Browns will benefit bizarre. from a similar, yes, yeah, a yes. similar thing for them. Um, yeah, let's let's start with the weather. So it was kind of rumored this week, earlier this week, that it was going to be rough, but it doesn't look like it's going to be too terrible. It's like uh, up until kickoff at 1 o'clock, it's going to rain in the morning. I'm sure they're going to keep it covered now. We're going to talk with, about what Brad knows about the field here in a second, but it's going to be low 80s by kickoff and like a 40% chance for some scattered thunderstorms could be kind of misty, but it looks like after 3 o'clock, as it approaches the 2.33 o'clock range, it's going to dry out. So it's not going to be as disgusting as originally anticipated but that doesn't mean the field isn't going to take a beating because brad fill us in on what went on today at uh bank of america i think it's bank of america yes it is i checked it myself yeah i was not sure either so bank of america stadium yeah certainly so uh forecast you know 80 percent chance of rain today and tonight so it has been raining right so and uh they had a soccer game today charlotte fc hosts uh new york city uh fc whatever that means i don't pay any attention to soccer so uh football club maybe i don't know saturday one day one to three p.m uh was the game so it was today one to three p.m so they actually went on friday and they painted the football lines in white and the yellow uh soccer lines in yellow on top uh, of the football, which is strange, right? So, and then tonight it says they actually have like a timeline here on uh, what's is the Charlotte website, WCNC, uh, their NBC affiliate in Charlotte, and it says that uh, from five thirty to eleven a.m. or eleven thirty a.m. So from five thirty p.m. to eleven thirty a.m. Eastern, they will be painting the football field. So now that that game is over and it may be raining right now, 
between rain, they're going to be painting the end zones and in the field and whatnot. So you may be dealing with some weird footing tomorrow. Uh, obviously, raining all day. Played soccer on it, which is take wears and tears on a field certainly. And then uh, the game tomorrow. So who knows? I'm sure the Browns, uh, you know, equipment. If you, as we all know from uh, watching uh, building the Browns, the year equipment team is top notch. They'll have all sorts of. Uh, uh, different size cleats and all that but uh yeah i would just expect a, a bizarre uh maybe a little bit of a strange uh field tomorrow yeah field won't be in perfect shape let's put it that way so that's worth noting keep your eye on that as the game gets here the coverage is where it gets a little weird brad so yeah. this game is not going to be aired if you look at the coverage map it's it's not going to be aired nationally at the one o'clock range it's not even it's not even gonna be aired in two-thirds of ohio i can't really totally tell but it looks like the mansfield line there's like a straight line across so all of northern ohio gets the cleveland toledo akron canton all that area gets the game and then down in the southeast part of the country down like running through georgia the edge of georgia all through the carolinas they all get the game and then obviously Still, Baker Mayfield has a pull in the Oklahoma market because they're randomly getting it out there at the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> um, yeah, b- b- they must think they're going to pull some ratings. But yeah, that leaves everybody else in a huge part of the country. The one o'clock national game will be the Bengals and the Steelers. So yeah. if you are in any range south of like Mansfield, um, you are looking at watching Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, unless you have Sunday ticket or some other course of action. Um, if you can VPN overseas, you can do like NFL plus and use a, a VPN overseas. I'm giving you a whole bunch sports surge is another one that's out there to get the game on your phone or computer. If you, if you got a nice, uh, solid malware system on your computer, you know, to keep the old, uh, spooky websites away, uh, but you could stream <laughs> the game sort of illegally. That's the route, but I'm doing, so if you are able to see it, I am doing a playback uh, episode as we are for the one o'clock Browns game. And then the Sunday night game, we'll come back and check in for a half hour, little Q and a session from the game earlier in the day. But um, yeah, that's, that's kind of a condensed market. Usually you would see something like this where Fox would maybe show the game to get as much of Ohio as we can. But I think Fox has doubled up somewhere else. Not totally sure where Fox is putting some of their coverage. And uh, it looks like the Fox map, um, uh, looks like the red is 49ers bears. So that's where they're putting their uh, investment in the early portion of the day. 49ers bears gets a large portion of the country and the Browns and Panthers kind of in the backseat on the call. Sparrow Didis, Jay Feely and Aditi uh, kicking is on the sideline. Um, not a, you know, that's probably like the C team. I don't know, Brad, what do you think? I mean, uh, anything we're missing with coverage or anything like that? No, that's it. I thought it was weird that Aditi's on the call because she called the preseason games, and then now they're giving her the. I don't. I don't even know if she was ever even been on the sideline for CBS before. I don't remember her being there, but she was a. Bit, she was on the sideline for the preseason for the local coverage. So that's kind of odd. I thought, but either I, way, I, it is a little interesting. I knew she got on with CBS, but it's interesting that they would just sort of throw her into the. Uh, yeah, the first Browns game of the year. Anyway, let's shift over. Talk about some gambling lines. I think are of interest. Talk about some of the contradictory stuff out there, Brad. Because Fanduel has it with Cleveland now actually giving a point and a half. What is, is there? Some others with a different number right now. Yeah, so very strange. You know, we saw this. We've seen this move towards the Browns uh, pretty much all week long, kind of inching its way that way. But I mean, we have direct uh, lines in contradicting each other right now as i'm looking at odd chopper 
uh, a great place for degenerates to go and 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 find different lines. Uh, but like myself, uh, as I know about it, but BetMGM has uh, or has the uh, Panthers minus uh, a point and a half, and then right next to it, I see here FanDuel has the Browns minus a point and a half. So they actually have opposite lines there. Uh, the rest of the lines across here, uh, points bet, uh, DraftKings, and uh, another one down here, win, I believe, all have uh, the Panthers as favorites, but they are uh, point, uh, a half a point, a point, and uh, I think a win has, them as a, has the game as a pick em. So it's, it's as close to a pick em as you can get, really, uh, if you have contradicting lines and a pick em involved in there. So it's, pr- it's really close. It is really close. Best Browns anytime touchdown score at plus one Oh five is Nick Chubb. Feel good about that one. That's definitely a play I would make. Um, So it looks like passing yards and touchdowns. I like to go over those Mayfield's over under is two twenty. Jacoby Brissett is 200 and a half. So Mayfield and Brissett both at one and a half touchdown passes as your over under number. I also like to look at sometimes the interceptions. It looks like Mayfield and Brissett are both at a half interception. Yeah, I kind of would feel good about both of those. If yeah. you uh, ask me, you can get some alternates on Christian McCaffrey's receiving yards. You can get 40 receiving yards at minus 166. That's pretty good. In yeah. my opinion, a, a really solid number. David and Joku's receiving yards. You can get 40 yards at plus 116, 50 yards at plus 194. You can get 60 at plus 310. That means you put in 100 bucks, you're getting 310 back uh, in the odds front there. So that's pretty solid in my opinion. And then you could do some different things with rushing yards, like Nick Chubb's over-under in this game is 74.5, McCaffrey 66.5, and and then Brissett and Mayfield are kind of both the same at 9, 8.5, 9.5. So if you want to think a quarterback scramble is going to happen or something like that. Um, Receiving yard total for Amari Cooper is 49.5. I feel pretty good about that 49.5 number for Amari Cooper. Personally, that's a number that I would be interested in taking. So, yeah, that's what's out there. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. I know Ohio folks here, us degenerates in Ohio, are kind of waiting for a legalized gambling f- format at the turn of the new year. But if you go through whatever back channels you do to do your gambling, we won't tell on you. That's how you can do it. Let's switch quickly, though, Brad, uh, if we can. We're going to take a quick break and then talk about our three keys to this game uh, for the Browns to win. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, quickly, our last uh, little segment here. We like to do three things that are going to matter for the Browns to win. We'll go uh, rotation style here, Brad. I will go first, turnover battle. Uh, I largely thought this, every game, turnover battle usually matters. Unless, you know, unless your offense is super dynamic, like we saw the Bills who can turn it over a bunch and still, you know, those games aren't normal, though. So you need to win the turnover battle, and especially with two offenses that we don't expect to be very good. So 
I think it's going to be pretty paramount for the Browns to be able to put up a um, successful number of drives that end in a kick, right? That's the old trestle motto. End your drives in a kick, a punt uh, a, or a PAT. Do not throw the football to the other team uh, and do not uh, turn the football over on downs. So I think the turnover battle is going to indicate who's winning this one personally. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely huge, right? Do uh, you want me to uh, just come in with my own one here? Are you going to do all three? You just want me to react? How are we doing this? You do your own. Fire. If you have another one that's different, fire it away. All right. I, I was just going to say, I think that as far as the defense goes, patience, right? Patience with this defense. Play, let them play the soft coverage. This is right into Joe Woods. Uh, you know, right down there. This is what they do, right? No big plays. Nothing over the top. Make Baker Mayfield take what you're giving him, the underneath stuff. Make him be patient. I don't think he can do it. Uh, that should be the game plan from the get. And I think that will... Uh, uh, if they can be patient as a defense and make him uh, get frustrated, they can squeeze him, and I think he'll make some mistakes. So good, good, very good point. Definitely want to drop seven, play four down, get pressure on him, condense that pocket. Don't let him get, uh, you know, I always say this, Brad, but don't let him have clear alleys to throw. Condense yes. it, make it feel tight in there, and then make then you can react to his lateral scramble stuff. But don't give him, you know, by twisting and exchanging, giving him passing alleys. I'm not a fan of that, man. Make him make throws over the line of scrimmage instead of through it, right? That's a big thing for me. Um, third downs, right? Browns were 29th in the NFL on third downs last year, getting off the field, third and fourth downs combined. Terrible. They have to find a way to get to money downs and get off the field, especially in this one. Keep, you know, keep the Panthers in third and long. That I think that fortune of last year will flip. I think so many guys on the defense and the coaching staff are back that this is something they just as there's no reason to not improve, Brad. They have to get better at third down getting off the field. And again, if you can continue to make Carolina punt, putting them in third and longs, make Mayfield make a couple mistakes, whoever wins third down has a great, great, great chance to be the winner of this game, in my opinion. Because there's there, neither of these teams are going to create a bunch of explosives. It's going to be drive football. It's not going to be big plays. It's drive football, in my opinion. So third downs Absolutely. will be huge. Absolutely huge. Over to you, Brad. What do you got? What's the next one? Oh, you want me to come with another one here? Uh, penalties. I'll, I'll go all three, Brad. I'll go all three unless you unless you don't have any more to jump in with. Oh, I got another one, man. Penalties. Yeah. You got to cut down on the penalties, man. No penalties at all. We got to. They cannot play from behind the sticks. They need to be ahead of the sticks at all time. They cannot shoot themselves in the foot. This is not an offense that can recover from that kind of stuff. And it's just been too much uh, the past couple of years. And it can't be that this uh, this way on Sunday or all season long, really. Totally agree. Penalties are huge uh, for this team. We talk about this all the time. When your margin for error is small because you're really relying on play calls rather than players, you don't have a bunch of players who can, who can overperform what's expected. The, the, the position you put them in, you got to be able to do the little things right. So totally agree with that one. And then lastly, for me, this is very simple, Brad, the line of scrimmage, they need to dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides. They have the better pass rush collectively, against a, a worse offensive line. You got a rookie left tackle. You got a lot of advantages here. And then on offense, they have to be able to manipulate the line of scrimmage through whatever means they want to do. Run, run, counter, power, wide zone, all the stuff that they do, pin pull, but then also be able to protect the quarterback when they need to protect him in predictable situations, not have to keep extra bodies in to ensure that said protection and eliminate passing options for Brissett. Condenses the field a bit more. Don't like that. Want him to have as many options as he can. So I need them to be the better team at the line of scrimmage in all phases. There's no excuse not to be in this game. They're better. They're paid more. 
they need to play like the team that is more competent up front, who has invested more up front on both sides of the ball. So I hope they do that. Totally agree. Uh, this defense is talented, but they're light, a little light, and they struggled big time with runs off the edge in the past. So I think they run at the at the tackles, and I think they have a lot of success there if they can do that. Yeah. So, so um, close us out. Last one from you, and then we will wrap this sucker up with some predictions. Uh, I would just like to see uh, Kevin Stefanski be very patient. Uh, if you do, I mean, now this is a big if, if you do fall behind in this game, do not lose track of the game plan. You have to run the ball. Even if you're down in the game, it's your best way to get back in the game. You can't lose focus and just start throwing the ball all over the field with, uh, with Brissett. He's not going to throw you back into games. He's got to stick to the game plan. Totally agree. Got to. St- I think they need to be patient all around. Do not overreact to anything that goes sideways in the first quarter, right? Uh, I think that's important. I will go with the prediction to close today's show out, Brad. 16-14, put that up at the OBR yesterday. So 16-14 is my number. It's going to be an ugly game, I think. Listen, storybook stuff here, but Cade York kicks the game winner. Browns walk off after going up like uh-huh. 13-7. Late Carolina touchdown to go 14-13. And then Cleveland in the last minute and a half kind of as a swan song or an ode to baker who could not seem to lead a team down the field in moments of dire necessity i i think that uh, the browns will put enough yards together to get york a chance to make a kick and i think he makes a kick and they walk out 16 14 winners what do you got the, that the things legends are made of right there uh jake uh, I'll, I'll go a little bit high, more high scoring but i got the browns 24 21 24 21 is a good number that's what a lot of people have kind of sitting in that three touchdowns for each team somebody gets one more drive with the field goal I could see it. I think it's got a, I think I feel like it could be there. It could be where I'm talking about. I do not expect it to be in the thirties or forties. Just, just no. don't see how those offenses put that sort of stuff up. So, uh, but it's the NFL. It's opening weekend. Anything could happen. We hope your Cleveland Browns get their first win in, in an opener since 2004. Fingers crossed. You're checking this out on early Sunday morning. Make sure again, you check out the OBR's coverage for pregame at noon, one o'clock playback, playback.theobr.com. Check that out. And then I know Brad will have a reactionary podcast up on Monday at Blue Wire. And I will also have one up for the OBR film breakdown on Monday for you guys to consume everything you need to know, everything you need to know about your Cleveland Browns. Brad, I appreciate your time, brother. And um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's hope they get this thing done. It'd be it'd be really great to shake off a weird offseason with a good start. Right. Yeah. And shake off this this just weird opener. Right. One twenty one since ninety nine. Now one twenty one and one since ninety nine. Time to time to get off that schneid. And as this be a great weekend to do it. Couldn't agree more. We said 10 minutes. We're at 17 and change. Probably going to be an 18 minute with 19 minute with ads. We suck. We'll get better guys. We're all in early season mode. Brad now tighten these up as we go, but we appreciate your support. We appreciate you being here and we close with our usual Bill Browns. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the planet premier league podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.